Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of And hello, everybody. It's Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly. We are the Weekday Warriors of Wrestling. It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. Uh, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of wrestling. Indeed there is. Indeed there is. Um, I think we should start off on the red brand side. Um, they had Fastlane this week, and they had Raw, as they do every week. Um I did not see Fastlane, which I'm not super upset about because I heard it was garbage. Um, you are not wrong. Um, I, I, I guess we can I, – I, I'll get the Fastlane results up so we can do that. Um, but I'll tell you what, and, you know, there were there things I didn't like, of course, but I thought Raw was a fairly good episode. So um, we, we, we can discuss that. I guess we'll – let's start off with Fastlane. Did you watch it? I did. Uh, unfortunately, the show was as about as bad as you're hearing it is, and not because of the 22 second main event either. Like a lot of people are focusing on that as being a major reason why the show was terrible, but I thought top to bottom, like almost the entire show was awful. Yeah. No. See, I uh, yeah, I, I that kind of weirds me out because not weirds me out. I'm just confused at the reaction because first of all, who thought Kevin Owens was going to win? If like, if the, a lot of people are upset about that and like, I get it, but like you knew Goldberg and Brock was going to be the, the match with the, for the universal title. And like, say what you will about Goldberg and Kevin Owens. Like if you like the story or not, at least it told a story and Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, which is the one that I had the major problem with did not. So all right, so Kevin Owens has, you know, he, his, he's had Jericho's help the entire time. And in, in what I thought was one of the better segments on Raw, we saw him say, you know, I used you to, to get what I want. You weren't my best friend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And hold on one second here. And, um, you know, you, you helped me win matches. So after Jericho got just destroyed in the festival of friendship and Kevin Owens, we haven't really seen him since. Uh, he comes out. Yeah. It's essentially a distraction roll up main event, but Jericho cost Owens the title. You know, that, that was the care, the motivations made sense for there. Like once again, do I think Goldberg is you universal champion is a good move? No, not really. I don't. The positives to it is that it gives a big star, a big name star to a relatively young championship that hasn't had a lot of, major established stars on it but the downside is it's a 50 year old guy who's not really going to be over as we saw the next night and uh you know like it, it and then it devalue doesn't devalue but you know um 
it puts a part timer in a spot where you could probably invest more in a in a in a younger guy. Um, but yeah, but yeah. as you said, yeah, there is an upside to it. Like you said, uh, Jericho's involvement in it continues that story, so you get some kind of a storyline payoff to it. So honestly, I didn't have as much of a problem with that as everybody else seemed to. Like I said, it was the show as a whole that was just a mess from yeah. from start to finish. Yeah, and so let let's talk about Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman because this to me okay. was worthless. It was literally a match so Roman Reigns can go over a guy they've been building up for six months and just beat mm-hmm. him, and that was it. Like there was no advancement of Roman's storyline. There was no advancement of Strowman's storyline. It was it was the like the fans still don't like Roman, so it didn't work on that end. Yeah, so like to me, it's like okay, you you're gonna put Roman in in against Undertaker. You'll hopefully turn him heel. Um, so you're building up to this big match. Now, Roman eliminated Undertaker at the, at the Royal Rumble. He he knocked him out after Undertaker was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to win it, blah, 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 blah. Roman eliminates him, and now and Braun Strowman's been targeting Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns like, I, I've got to beat this guy. So your natural reaction to Undertaker should be, hey, I'll cost Roman Reigns this match to Braun Strowman. This does 800 different things for you. Number one, it gives Roman Reigns impetus to come after the Undertaker. Of course, they went the idiotic route the next day where he just chokeslams him, but he doesn't. Roman Reigns doesn't really lose anything because he's like this horrible, entitled millennial character that just never actually loses anything. Um, it would cause Roman Reigns to actually lose the match. Braun Strowman continues to be unstoppable. Roman Reigns is protected, which you can do because, uh, you know, oh, hey, he's... Um, uh, you know, he didn't really lose, and Undertaker gets revenge for Royal Rumble and continues their logical progression to WrestleMania. They didn't do any of that. They just had Roman Reigns beat Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, the guy that, like, was... Popped a rating for you, apparently. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's what annoys me the most about this, is that it doesn't even go with their internal logic. So their internal logic, agree or disagree, is that fans want big guys, they want old stars, they want blah, 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 and they'll do what's best for business. Now, I don't think anyone would argue that Braun Strowman is like a internet darling. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that do like him. I think they really like how he's been booked. I'm one of those people. But I don't think mm-hmm. we'd confuse him with like Cesaro or like, you know, Daniel, Daniel Bryan or, yeah. some, or someone like that. Um, but, you know, you... you you booked him well, and you put him in that match against Big Show. Big Show, who who had, like, fucking been worthless as far as, like, ratings and money-wise. And they have a big rating pop, something that Roman Reigns hasn't done in a, in a, in a very long time. And then they say, yeah, you know what, let's just put Roman Reigns over. So they didn't even go with their own logic, which was, oh, it's what's best for business, which would be, like, you know, short-term business. Because long-term business would be, oh, well, we can start building these young guys, and eventually they'll be the stars, and we won't have to rely on nostalgia. So Braun Strowman getting a rating right now, they're just like, man, we're just going to go with this guy because we just randomly picked him. And that's the worst thing, because when you find out that it's not based on business, Business, that it's not based on anything. It's just they decided one day, and that was it. It, it, it. It's so ridiculous. And I thought this was like for how well they've booked Strowman and for how well that they've they've progressed him. I thought this was just such a missed opportunity. And you can get this. And Roman Reigns doesn't look any better or worse than he did before this. No, not at all. Because, uh, like I said before, the fans still hate him, so you're still not getting him over as a face. So the win was completely meaningless on that front. 
And he was going to work with Undertaker anyway, regardless. So, again, to your point, there was really no reason to feed him to Strowman or feed Strowman to him um, in the buildup to that match. It, it was just all it did was hurt a guy that they'd been booking well for months now. And it just feels like, like you said, a wasted opportunity to legitimately make somebody. Cause I had all these ideas in my head, like, okay, I would have Goldberg go over Lesnar at mania. And then Strowman is the guy that beats him. And then you could do, make Strowman basically the unbeatable monster champion. And I felt like they really had something that they could have developed there. And of course they've kind of just thrown that all away. Yeah, I think Strowman should be the guy that takes down Lesnar. Or, like you said, yeah, Goldberg goes over Lesnar. That's interesting because then Lesnar's never defeated Goldberg. I think that's an interesting story. Um, but, yeah, I think Strowman should be the guy that beats either Lesnar or, or Goldberg or someone. Uh, and, and, like, you can you can have him as that ultimate final boss. But, yeah, they're just they, they're going with that classic 80s booking where, like, he's fed to the, like, 6'5 guy, and, and that's what they're going to do. So I... Excuse me. I disagree with that, but it is what it is. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, we had a bunch of filler matches. Bailey's. Oh, and continue- by the way, I will say this. Uh, you mentioned the filler matches. One of the meg- the real negatives of the main event being as short as it was, was that they had to throw in all these filler matches and they were all very, very bad. Like, Cesaro and Mahal was like the most boring match I've ever watched. Big Show and Rusev was possibly even worse than that. It was just, there was just this giant void in the middle of the show where they just kind of threw whatever they could out there and it was fucking terrible. Rusev has somehow fallen into this into this Mark Henry role where he's there to, like, get fed to the next big, like, monster to establish them. And it's fucking depressing i mean i'm glad he's got like a a, a a like a steady gig but like he's just there's so much more you could do with him two three years ago he was being built up to be the guy and then it was like well he just got fed to the cena machine and then he never really got on track after that um all right so uh bailey's descent into shitty wwe babyface continues holy fuck that match was terrible it's just like this whole the the raw women's division is so fucked. It's just like, um, it, it's just so awful. I mean, the smack SmackDown is so much better in 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 like you know, women division in most things, quite honestly. But like Bailey is like, it's just watching her as normal. WWE babyface is so depressing because one of the reasons she was refreshing on NXT was because she was a likable human being that like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't participate in six on one attacks before Survivor Series you wouldn't accept you wouldn't be like sorry I won the title like Bailey would have given up that title you know it, it's like and they kind of backtracked on Monday and they were like oh well you know she has interfered and they they kind of started to address it but it's it's all it's like Jesus man like. Vince just doesn't get it, and it's that thing, it's that Fandango thing where they're like, you did one bad thing as a heel, so now forever you'll get your comeuppance, and it's forever justified. And honestly, the way all of this was presented, I think Charlotte has a legitimate beat. So it's like, you're telling me, they're presenting it like she's in the wrong by saying all the things that she's saying, but based on how it played out at the pay-per-view, I was just like, no, she's completely right. No, she got fucked. Yeah, well, Cole did talk about it a little bit during the match where he said, you know, Bailey has has beaten Charlotte four times, but the only time that 
Sasha wasn't involved in some way with the Royal Rumble and Charlotte won clean. So they are putting that doubt in. I don't know, maybe they'll tell the story that Bailey like does want to get that victory and stuff, but I would have had her drop the, the, the title, um, not drop the title, but forfeit the title last week and say, you know, I want to earn this. And, um, but you know, it, it's just like, there's only four women in this, in this division and they're all four going to be in the championship match, which is just like, ugh, you know, it's it just <laughs> like, there's nothing that screams awful. It's like when Brian Kendrick and Paul London were the tag team champions and there was like no other tag teams and they're like, they're great. And I was like, they're like, there's, there's no one in that division. Like if I found a friend, I would be like the number one contenders for those titles. Yeah. Pretty, I, I think Deuce and Domino and, I think there was like another team called the Pitbulls that just kind of randomly got title shots because who the fuck else? I mean, because they existed. They have to go through. <laughs> because they occupied space in the universe. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, I didn't see this show, but this sucked. Um, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah no, and through. by the way, inexcusable booking ending Charlotte's undefeated streak on pay-per-view on a throwaway, terrible match like this was, really awful so they robbed us from another potentially big payoff down the road well they robbed us they well they 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 gave us the the bailey wrestlemania moment on raw which i would disagree with um and then they did that feel like a moment because bailey hadn't been there that long so no i know they do they they do all this stuff so damn quickly and there's only like three girls so they just have them interchangeably do things and it's just like oh like it doesn't mean anything if there's only three women in the division you know like Mm-hmm. It's like it, yep. it's like if the the NFL had like four teams and they're like two of them are in the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh boy, I I hope I hope my twenty five percent chance to be in it next year is exercised. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go to Raw. Um, I thought there was a lot of good stuff on this show. Um, I agree. Su- surprisingly, um, I thought the Jericho Kevin Owens stuff was really good. I thought Jericho, and I'm sure in you know, four appearances, he'll uh, lose his luster as a baby face to me, but uh, I thought he was good. Um, Owens, you know, like, like, it, like it was all satisfying, everything that they did. It all made sense. It all went somewhere. It came from somewhere. Um, I, I liked the segment a lot. Uh, even, even if they did the, oh, I'm going to come down and then we're going to have matches and stuff. And like, you know, that's like, you know, they didn't I make mean, a tag match though. They didn't make a tag match. And, uh, you know, I do love, I mean, you know, I do hate rather not love. I do hate the the shows are decided before. Like we don't, we have no matches signed before we get on the air. I hate how that is. And w- watching old Raws and Nitros are like, like so they make that so apparent um, of how <laughs> weird that is. So you know, I hate that. But for what this was and for what WWE does in this day and age, it's it, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, here we are. Jericho's in another big, somewhat big WrestleMania match, and. We've talked about it in the past, how Jericho has a tendency to not deliver at WrestleMania. Hopefully this is an exception. Yeah, I mean, he's always either, he always generally flops or he just under delivers. He can flop and they could be multiple reasons. They could be the writing was awful, which would be his feud with Triple H and his feud with Edge. There can be like the match just wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be, which is the case with Jericho versus Punk. Um, Which I think and you Jer- and I are the only ones that were kind of ho hum towards that match. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a it's a mediocre match. I mean, it's it it's fine. Like you know, it's like. But 
Yeah, it, it just it just didn't click with me. Uh, and Jericho and AJ last year, I thought too. Um, I thought it was the, one of the better matches on the show, but it was a really That's weak insane. card. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, Owens beat Zayn uh, clean, which I thought was good because Owens needs that, and Sammy has nothing going on, so why not? Um, is it just me, or is the cruiserweight division like? Are we slowly getting somewhere with this? Honestly, uh, I forgot to talk about this match at Fastlane. I thought Neville and Gallagher had the match of the night easily. I heard that. Like I, w- I, I I heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, it, it was almost like an old WCW pay per view. Wow, everything sucked except for Goldberg's entrance in the cruiserweights. But yeah, <laughs> it was uh, no. The match was really good, and now we've got Austin Aries making his return to the ring in a segment that I thought came off really well. Yeah, I actually think they're building. Like a lot of people have complained about the cruiserweight division for the past few months, and. I think they were right to do that. Um, but I think, I mean, WWE is slowly but surely putting the work and getting the stars. Like, the fact that Neville and Kalisto weren't in the division right from the beginning was ridiculous because car- the audience had already emotionally connected to them. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, once Neville became the champion, things just started to click. I mean, TJ Perkins is, like, just fucking awful as a character. Um, Rich Swan is... is in the ring, great as a character, he's just garbage. Um, Gallagher is a good ca- is is a really good character. I mean, I hope he doesn't get swallowed up too much by the gimmicky stuff, but really good character, really great worker. Neville is both as well. Um, and Aries is a guy. You know me, Patrick. You know I've never <laughs> been a fan of Austin Aries. However, Aries has something that a lot of the guys in the cruiserweight division do not have, and that is a, an emotional connection with the audience. They know who he is. And like the whole thing's been built up fantastically. He's been on commentary. He's been he's been asking the questions after. So when the chants are the fans are like you know they're organically chanting, but it's like but it's also where the storyline needs to be going, which is always very fun when that works out like that. Um, excuse me. Pardon me. Um, and and I, I thought this 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 is one of their bigger matches. You know, I had. Um, I thought, oh, let's do Neville and, and Cedric Alexander at WrestleMania. Maybe, you know, Cedric can be the guy that, that gets up to him. But um, I like this one because it'll it'll be bigger names, and you at WrestleMania you, you need the bigger names. So um, I think this is good. And I think, you know, another thing I like about the Cruiserweight division, and this is probably because they have their own show, there's like sub-feuds. And it's not just like the Cruiserweight champion is feuding with a guy. They're guys trying to get into contendership. And I think in that retros- in that uh, perspective, they are doing things like WCW did. And, yes, the matches are not to the point where they should be, and they're not nearly as good as they were in the Cruiserweight Classic, but they are building the semblance of a division that seems like it actually means something. Yeah, and it's better than it was three, four months ago, where it was just an empty void of interchangeable guys in tag matches, and it was boring, and all the matches were boring. And uh, now it's like, like you said, we have a direction. We have the right guy on top, and we've got plenty of good talents underneath that are fighting for for contention, and it's working really well. And that Neville Swan match was, was great. That thing was fire. Yeah, and it went like three segments, didn't it? I felt like it went really long. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was really good. I mean, and um, it, it was very good. It was the kind of stuff they should be doing, like interesting, um, exciting, like um, gravity-defying things. Um, so uh, I, I thought that stuff was, was very good. Um, the, 
Goldberg came out then, and my gosh, like, Goldberg has Randy Orton levels of does not know how to react when something doesn't go his way. Um, the crowd <laughs> chanted CN Punk, he, like, rocks his head along and says, yeah, I'm down with that for no reason. Um, uh, uh, the crowd is booing him because while Goldberg has nostalgic <laughs> appeal, um, he's wrestled four minutes, and that can wear off. And oh, it's worn that. off. So I think between the two matches, uh, it's been less than two minutes total. Yeah, and, and it's like, and you're, I, I think they they're like, oh, we're trying to avoid this having the same reaction as Madison Square Garden. I I think it, you know, like I, I I'm it's it's not an assured thing. I remember before the Royal Rumble in Philly, I'm like, um, this crowd's gonna fucking eat Roman Reigns alive, but, um. This is uh, <laughs> I. This is, there's a major chance that this may not go the way they think it's going to go. Um, so Heyman comes down, cuts a very good cr- a promo as he normally does. Lesnar attacks Goldberg, who like holds on to the title belt while he's being F5 for no reason, and and you know it's it, it, whatever. <laughs> like like it, it, it's it's the match they want, not necessarily the match that we want. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 what it is. I mean, you know, like Goldberg, he did that bullshit thing that they all fucking do when they win a title that Vince like gets a boner for is when he's like, "Oh, I couldn't have done this without you." I'm like, "Ugh." We do that every time. It's it's so it's this Vince's like populist boner that he gets over everything. He's always like, ah, it's the people! The people help you! I'm like, well, how about they're just great athletes and they can just beat people because they're, they're better than us and that's why they're wrestling and we're not, but, you know, whatever. That's <laughs> that just, makes that's them feel it, Eric. No, I'm an elitist. Um, yeah. Uh, then we have the club and Enzo and more. I don't even know why no they're calling them given. the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know why people call them the club. They never call them that on TV. Um, uh, I think it just it just stuck because that's what they were calling them during the summer last year, and people just kind of. Well, and, I think that's when because they were with AJ, but, and that's why they were calling them that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't give enough of a fuck to stop calling them that. It's yeah. it's not even like I'm making a point of calling them that. It's just that whatever. I don't even care anymore to get it right. Um. So. Cesaro and Sheamus interfered, um, and we're going to get a match between them next week, and I'm sure they'll both be in the match so we can have that triple threat match. Uh, Cesaro defeated Davari. Nobody cared, but at least it is a feud that's occurring that isn't for the title, so that's nice. Uh, the New Day beat the Shining Stars. I thought... Um, I thought... I, excuse me, sorry. I'm drinking a beer, and I'm, I'm getting very... Uh, very burpy today. Um, <laughs> It'll do that to you. Yeah. Uh, so the New Day came out, and you now I know Faith's New Day is, is, you know, can rub people the long, wrong way, and I don't know if I was just feeling goofy at the time, but this segment was making me laugh on top of the fact that Corey Graves was just how mad he was in the segment was, <laughs> was making me laugh. He's like, you can't have a... You can't have a, 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 a object for something that doesn't exist yet. That's like Byron Saxon having a, a walk-in closet for his girlfriend. And I was I was laughing pretty hard at some of that stuff. So for for what that's he is worth, he's exceptionally mean to Byron Saxon, and I love him for that. Yeah, because Byron Saxon is the 
shittiest worst ever. He is he is just awful. Um, and he never reacts to it either, which is also strange. It's like, dude, you really are a robot. You're not a human being. You were designed to to say things for Vincent Fan. Um, all right, so we got uh, Sasha Banks beat Bailey. Um, duh. So now a non-title we'll have to... match where the champion loses? No. No. You're um, Nia Jax pin. Uh, I'm sorry, Nia Jax will be in there soon. So prepare for that to happen. Um, then we got a video of Seth Rollins rehab, which I thought was pretty well done. Triple H cut a just a great promo. Um, yeah. Which I mean, dude knows how to heal when he wants to, and. Um, just, I loved it because he's just such a shitbag. He's like, he's like, oh, Rollins had to make up all his nicknames. I had people had to, pe- people had to, people called it to me because it was obvious. Like when he would shout, Which I am true, gay. but that makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, like, I hope people get that aspect of it. But um, yeah, no. So uh, I mean, that this is like, and from what I understand, this match is completely happening because. Triple H wants to wrestle in Orlando because he always wants that like smart like crowd going nuts for him, and, and especially against his like prized NXT pupil. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, this match is a this from everything that I've heard, this match is still happening. It, it has been happening uh, for weeks. They've said that it's happening. So uh, I'm excited about it. As far as the card, it's probably the match I'm most excited about. Um, yeah, Samoa Joe can say that he actually made the match better in a way. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of Samoa Joe, he defeated Chris Jericho um, by countout. Um, I, I like that they want Triple H to have a muscle, a thug that basically does his dirty work, and I like that he just beats people. It, it's just, again, Joe's physical say, shape. He's just not what he used to be, and yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman came down then and called out Roman Reigns. Uh, but then we heard the Undertaker's bell, and he came out. Strowman just leaves. Forty-five years later, he came down to the ring. Oh my god! I know it's so fun. Like he, he's been doing. It's like, oh, this is amazing. I'm like, I've seen it for thirty years. I don't need to see it anymore. Like, stop acting like this is amazing. He's just slow walking down to the ring. Um, but this uh, is awesome, Eric. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Strowman, um, like, just leaves. He just exits. So that's great. That's not the uh, guy I called out. Fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I, I just wanted Strowman to, like, rip Undertaker's head off and, like, stand over his corpse in the ring. I'm like, oh, man, look. They really made him look strong. Um, Reigns comes down, gets chokeslammed, and and that's that, which I thought was a weak way to end the show. But almost any time they have Undertaker, they're like, Undertaker being there is their, like, big, like, bit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, most of the stuff I, I really enjoyed – Rollins Triple H stuff was really good. Um, Neville and um, and Swan was really good. The Austin Aries stuff was really good. The Owens Jericho stuff was really good. Um, then the rest of the stuff, while not terribly offensive, you know, um, was was there. So um, I thought it was a stronger showing for Raw than they've had recently. And um, you know, I mean, I, I know they try harder when WrestleMania is around. So. Yeah, but to be fair, they are setting up some matches that I want to see, so I'll give them Yeah, that. which is more than the, I can say for, like, last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay, I guess we can talk about SmackDown Live, too. 
how Randy Orton is now, once again, the number one contender to Bray Wyatt's championship at WrestleMania. So the long and winding road, we're right back where we were in January. Yeah, which is like, which is fine. I like that he like burned down his house. Like but, that was cool. I like that uh, segment. But um, why'd you give it, up the title shot? Yeah, well, well, I'm just confused of like how they're gonna get to AJ and Shane because, like, I I thought AJ would be like you know getting in there like or do something to cost him the match or, or whatnot, but um, that didn't really happen. He just he just beat him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think AJ's just going to complain that I was already the number one contender. Why are you giving this guy another chance to get a title shot at WrestleMania when he gave it up? Yeah, it'll probably just be a like yeah like an interview segment where it's like yeah, and then Shane's like, well, I can't do that, and then he's like, you're a coward, or it'll you know they'll probably write it like that. Um, well, now they're on SmackDown. Did you see the Miz on Talking Smack? Yes, he's 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 um. He's great as he always is. Yeah, uh, Miz might be, and I think you and I have been supportive of his for a while. When he, when Miz is good, he's really, really good. Might be one of the more underrated talents that the WWE has. Well, you know, he finally, I don't know if he had a concussion for like seven years or something, but <laughs> he finally got over that concussion that he had from the main, the last WrestleMania main event he was in. Um, there were always times where, a lot of things about Miz worked, but then something didn't. Like, you know, he, Ric Flair gives him the figure four. He doesn't know how to put it on. You know, he, like, he, he can't get over, like, you know. Well, when they turned him face, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, he has a face move set, which is fine. But, yeah, no, he he's a heel. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but you got to remember, like, Miz, when Miz got over initially... It was when he was, like, spitting, like, hot fire at Cena about, like, you know, how everybody hates him. When, when this was a little bit more, like, cutting edge. So, um, you know, Miz doing that promo that he did on Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack a little while ago uh, and, and, and the stuff he was doing with Ziggler and stuff really got him on that on that track. But, yeah, no, he finally seems to realize that, like, you got to, like, bring it every night. You can't just show up. And I know Miz was always like, oh, I'll be there. I'll, I'll go to all the appearances at the, at, the, at the radio shows and stuff. And, excuse me, I'll, I'll put my time in. But, like, just being there isn't enough. You have, to, you have to constantly keep people on your toes and keep them interested in you. And I feel like last year was the year where he really started to do that. And maybe we're at the point where Miz can – can be a top guy again, you know, because at one point he was and and it worked for a little while and and you know the the concussion happened and then who the fuck knows but uh yeah no I I think he I think he's a great kid and I think they think so too because he's getting that spot with Cena at WrestleMania which is it's a pretty big which spot. was originally wasn't that match originally supposed to be Miz and Maurice versus Ambrose and Renee yes it was okay so but so I they mean, upgraded I, it. Yes, yes, they did, and I think that was because of Miz. And I think, I think they'll get the bigger moment when when John proposes to her after, which is like you know, the only way he'd do it is if they booked it. He's such a robot; he must obey the programming of whatever's booked. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's such an obvious thing, and she's probably expecting it that he almost has to do it. 
And then it becomes that like real life blurring thing. So like I think that'll be cool if that happens. So um, mm-hmm. um, so so that's that's a big spot for them. And you know, I mean, he's earned it. Um, and you know, it's interesting because I feel like they're putting a lot of matches here, and like I'm not sure where they're going to fit them all. I guess there's a lot of them will go on the pre-show, like Ambrose and Corbin. It's so weird that Dean Ambrose could be on the pre-show, right? That is kind of strange, yeah. But and then I mean, you also got to look at this. Like, Goldberg and Lesnar is probably not going to be that long. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's going to be two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I thought, like, you're – I would have said – I've already said Reigns and Undertaker shouldn't go that long. Yeah, but last year they had Reigns and Triple H go, like, 25 minutes. So they have no concept of that. Yeah. <laughs> like what? How, how long did Undertaker and Shane go last year? It went like, like fifteen 30. minutes. Yeah, it went a long time. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I would I, a, a few months ago I would have said, oh yeah, Goldberg and Brock will go like ten minutes or something. But now, yeah, it could go really short because that's all they've done with him is go mm-hmm. short, which is fine because that's how he got over initially, and that's 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 how you kind of get him over. But like. Like, first of all, like, it, okay, so Orlando's more of a Mark City, mm-hmm. but you've got to also remember that it's, like, every, the WrestleManias now are just all the hardcores. It's not like, you're not getting, like, a bunch of, like, you're not getting that, it's not like when Raw comes to Orlando and then there's all the normal Orlando people, or when they go to Dallas and that's, when they go to, like, Denver or Dallas or Orlando and they're Mark Cities, it's, or when they go to Chicago New York and Boston and their smart cities, um, just all the hardcores go there. So it, it will be a smarky thing. So I don't think they're going to be super into Goldberg. I, I think they could be a little into Brock, but quite honestly, I think the general consensus is almost, it's, it's so funny how we got here, but it's almost the same as it was uh, 13 years ago. They think yeah, it's Col- like they know that Goldberg can't go. Uh, they've kind of figured that, that out based on the booking, and they know that Lesnar doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and he doesn't. He does not give a shit. Like he, like, which is ridiculous. But but whatever. Um, he doesn't give a shit. He settled into the character that he essentially created two years ago with Suplex City, and they've like been walking through through that through those motions as best they can for the past two years, and. It's just like, you know, it, it kind of like lost its appeal in like September of last year, you know? And by last really, year, I mean the, the year match, before. Yeah, the match with Ambrose was when it really started, and then the match with Orton where it was like, oh, I'm kind of I'm tired of this. Yeah, because it's like there's no payoff to it. He's, he's not going to lose. Like, and when he does, it was to Goldberg. So it's just like, ugh, okay, you know, great. <laughs> he just he just goes over guys. Okay, that's that's okay. Cool. Like you know, it, it it doesn't feel like they were ever building towards anything. And at some at one point it felt like they were. You know, he was the champion. Somebody was going to stop him. Unfortunately, the guy they picked was Roman Reigns. So it's like, oh well, boy, oh boy. So um, we just can't win. Yeah, we can't. So uh, yeah. So I also feel like you've got like five women on the SmackDown side too. Yeah, and based on what I saw last night, it sounded like uh, the WrestleMania match is uh, in, once again, a heel champion getting royally fucked over. Daniel Bryan was just like, you know what? Everybody's demanding a title shot. 
you're all going to get a title shot. It's going to be Alexa Bliss versus the entire SmackDown women's roster. And I'm like, how is that even remotely close to being fair? You know what it reminds me of? Uh, remember, it's, well, it's very funny, but remember WrestleMania 20 when you had the two tag team matches and they were both uh, fatal four ways and yeah. nobody cared? That That's what I feel like this is. Yeah, pretty much. It feels like they want, because they put so much into promoting the women that they want to showcase as many of them as possible at WrestleMania just to show, like, look how great we are. Look how progressive we are and everything. But it's like, but yeah, but I mean, that's fine. Push the women. I get that. But can you have stories? Can you have them like, can you have their matches be big payoffs to long built stories? NXT was doing that. It was great. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I feel like the women should be, and I think the tag team should too, and, you know, we've said this many times, it should be one thing. It shouldn't be split between shows. You should be able to get more people mm-hmm. on them. Have 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 a women's wrestling. I mean, they're going to have their own um, British wrestling show. They're going to have their own, uh, um, what was the other one that they're going to do? Uh, they're going to have their own women's tournament. So I, I feel like having their own women's show would be, like, the next step. So... I think sure. they should do. I think uh, I think each division should be its own brand. Quite frankly, mm. kind of like what UFC's done with their different divisions. Yeah, and then and then you have a headliner in each one, and you can rotate them out, and you can have like, okay, you got your stars in each one, and then the, nobody has to compete against people from outside the division, and you just have. You know, you you get your stars and you sell your stars. I think that would be good. It gives more context to it. Yeah, I like. I, I think that's you're the not way seeing to go. the world title defended every single month or like every three weeks or something. So that yeah. feels more special. Yeah, I mean that's how. Like, I mean UFC gets it. Like Game of Thrones gets it. All forms of other entertainment get it. Like they're not like we're gonna show you. George, uh, GSP like 18 times in a row, or you're going to see Jamie Lannister in every scene of Game of Thrones. They're like, shit, we can't let them get overexposed. The funny thing is, for all, for all WWE always like made fun of Eric Bischoff and stuff. They're like, you didn't know what he was doing, blah, 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 blah. They've you done know, he, all the same things. Yeah, and he, well, he's the guy who's like, well, you know, I can't do Thunder because it'll overexpose my talent, which is hilarious. Because like that was just like a, a two hour, a second two hour show, and now the amount of content they have is so much more than WCW ever had that it's like, oh, for exposure, what's that? <laughs> By the network. Yeah. But that's why they have part timers. They they have Rock and Brock and Taker and Goldberg. Yeah, it's funny Triple how H. those guys get over so much, and they're like, oh, well, they're stars. I'm like, no, they're not shoved down your throat. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. good job. Yeah. What else? What else should we talk about? Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, well, TNA. I mean, their whole reboot is happening tomorrow night. Uh, they had their tapings last week, so I I haven't read any spoilers. I have no idea how it went, but new regimes in charge. So well, it's good because they lost everybody. <laughs> yeah, they let go. They let go the Hardys and Maria they didn't let them go. They didn't. They didn't resign. Hardy's, Galloway, and Bennett all left. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, that's not a good sign at all. (laughs) Who do they have left? Is it like Ethan Carter and that's it? Uh, Ethan Carter, Bobby Lashley. I couldn't tell you who the fuck is in the X division. Um, I couldn't tell you who's in the tag division either, assuming they still have one. Um, I think I'd heard uh, that somebody debuted at the tapings. I don't know. I didn't read the spoilers, but I mean... Again, hell of I know. 
it's it, I mean it's just so sad at this point like where they are. Yeah. It's it's it, it's so funny that they were like you know we don't want like I remember when AJ Styles they're like yeah take a pay cut you're not really a WWE style star guy that we wanted and then like he is and then he becomes like a WWE style star they they just they had all these guys that were talent mm-hmm. and they just didn't think they were talented because they hadn't been in WWE or they like, you know, it's, it's so weird. It's super weird. They had AJ Styles. They had Bobby Roode. They had Samoa Joe. They guys, had, guys that are all huge stars in WWE now. Yeah. It's really strange. It's really weird how that happened. Well, it, it's just like you, you, you have to have a vision. You can't just look at the other guy and like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You have to have a vision. And you have to commit to that. And it's just, it's, it's, it's nuts to me. It's so nuts. And they were like. And that's really how TNA shot themselves in the foot by trying to be mini WWE. Because I, you know, I looked for things like TNA when I wanted to, when I wanted something different from WWE. Not as like a fuck WWE thing. It's like, ah, I'm kind of bored with this. Is there something else on that's wrestling, but different? And that's how I came to find things like Lucha Underground and, New Japan Pro Wrestling and all these other things, these different expressions of the art form. And TNA, for the longest time, pretty much ever since they brought in Hogan, and maybe even before then, they've just kind of been mini WWE. And who wants to watch that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, I, I at this point just hope that they, um, you know, they fold and that audience gets sucked up into someone else. I mean, what, what audience is left from them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, like, <laughs> you, you can't make mistakes like that, you know, like, like they did. And I don't know, there's, there's smarter people in this wrestling industry that can, that can do a lot more than, than TNA and, and ugh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's not good. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and better news, I believe Lucha Underground is debuting on Netflix next week. Yes, they are. Was it three fifteen? I believe. Yep. Like Eyes March, baby. Yeah. So that's great. Um, if you have not seen Lucha Underground, anyone listening, you should see Lucha Underground. You have no excuse now. Yeah, there is. There aren't many wrestling shows that I would say start from the beginning because how can you like WWE? How can you tell someone to start from the beginning because the. the it's been around for so long and for so many decades that I was like, <laughs> all I right, know let's go to let's go to the origin story with Buddy Rogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like telling me to get caught up on Doctor Who like for fifty years. It's like that's just not going to happen. It's not feasible. Lucha Underground is probably the one wrestling show that I would say, look, start with episode one and watch it all the way through. You you won't regret it. You've got to find out how the 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 god in gaseous form possesses a man with a with a glove. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds so I mean, sounds stupid when I say it, but it's so awesome. It is fucking amazing, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just hope that with all the people leaving AAA that they're going to be able to keep some of these talents because, you know, that, that, that relationship is, is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I hope so, too. Because some of those guys like Pentagon and uh, who else left? Sexy Star. It's like you don't really want to, you don't really want to lose them. And Phoenix left. Mm-hmm. There's also my fear that WWE is going to start picking them up too. Like one of these days they're going to sign Ricochet. And it's, oh yeah, well he he said he wants to go there. So I mean, there there you go. He's like 
you know, they I'm sure they would want him. I'm sure they would want Osprey. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. went to New Japan. I mean, New Japan's got to start picking these guys up before they get there. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I Ricochet is, is a special kind of talent. I mean, he, he, he really is. Um, like, guys like mm-hmm. him do not come along very often. Um, uh, same with Osprey, and I think that's why that yeah. match was, like, so such a big deal to, to people who hadn't seen things like that. I mean, th- those are the best at that style of wrestling. Like, like we, we all know, like, like, I would say, like, that, that 2001, like, internet wrestling style. I don't mean that as a pejorative. I just mean that that's what they do, and they're amazing at it. Um, they are the very best, and yeah, I, I think, I think he has like a until the end of season three on his contract, and I mean, he's made it clear he'd like to go. Um, I mean, the one positive thing I can think of as Lucha Underground is that they can, you know, their creative brains trust is such that they can think of a way to to fill that gap. But if you lose too many of those guys, as ECW saw, uh, you you can't. It becomes a point where you can't fill the gap. Yeah, it feels like they're sending up El Dragon Azteca to be kind of like the new Prince Puma, um, but he, you got to get him is, to that point first. Yeah, and he is he is not as good. No, he's not. He's gotten better though. Yeah, he's better. He's better. Um, yeah. So, all right, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, it's, uh, sure. It looks like it. Yep, I think we're good. <laughs> all right, we get everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we thank you very much. Uh, make sure you uh, like us on Facebook, share us retweet us, all those fun things. But for Mr. Patrick Kelly and Mr. Eric Clancy, we are signing off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.